This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 632. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 632. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. We need to celebrate a birthday today. This is the birth week of the Shameless Mom Academy. Six years ago this week, the Shameless Mom Academy launched. And oh my goodness, what a ride it's been. I am in awe that it's been six years because when I started this six years ago, it was a passion project. I didn't know which way things were going to go. I didn't know that I would end up selling my gym. I didn't know that the show would grow into what it's become. I didn't know that we would last six years past 600 episodes, past 4 million downloads. I didn't know that I would be able to build an incredible membership community of Momentum Mamas out of this group. I didn't know that I would be able to build a business mastermind, my tenacious mamas out of the podcast. I didn't know that so many things would happen. I didn't know that I would get to meet all of you from across the world. I get to be on Zoom calls with folks in this community that are in Australia and Spain and London and Brazil. It is absolutely mind-blowing to me. So I just want to say thank you to all the ways you've shown up in the Shameless Mom Academy, whether you have listened to every single episode, which I know so many people start listening to episode like 542, and then go back and listen to all the first episodes or previous episodes. And some of you might just be listening today for the first or second or third time, no matter what, just thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. 
thank you for investing your time in this space because I know you have a lot of podcasts to choose from. And it absolutely means the world to me that you choose to spend time here, that I get to live in your ear is a huge honor. If I can be in your ear twice a week or once a week or however often it happens, that's not something I take lightly. It's a huge responsibility and it is the honor of a lifetime. So thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you bring to this community, whether you're showing up as a listener or you've shown up as a member, you've attended events, whether online or in person, all of it counts all of it counts. It is so incredible to be able to do this with you. And I really constantly think of that, that I am doing this with you. I am in this with you. And I say that a lot. If you get my emails, I'll often end them with in this with you always. Uh, XO Sarah, because I really do feel like we are in this together. And I will say that when I first started the show, six years ago, I recorded my first 12 episodes in my office by myself, having no idea where they would go. And I didn't feel like I was in it with anyone. I felt like I was very much like in my office talking to myself. And it felt very awkward and uncomfortable. But I thought, well, if just a few people listen and this strikes a chord with them or has impact or create space for them to grow or transform, then it's worth it. And it was in those first 12 episodes and just a handful of people listening and sharing and spreading the word that it, the show has turned into what it is today, where I very much feel like I get to be in this with you. And that means so much to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you for the ways that you show up the sh- for the Shameless Mom Academy. It means so much and it keeps me going. If you have not left a review for the show and you want to help me celebrate our sixth birthday, please go leave a review. It would be like the best birthday present you could give us. And all you need to do is go to shamelessmom.com slash review and you can leave a review there. So there'll be an opportunity to rate the show by stars. You can choose one to five stars. Hopefully you'll choose five. And then you can click write a review and write a couple sentences. First of all, it means a ton for me to have those ratings, but it also allows other moms to see where what people are saying about listening to the show and how it's impacted them. And that's how we discern things, right? If we want to buy something, we go read the reviews to be like, do I want this? Will it change my life? Will it be worth it? So if prospective listeners can see that this is what current shameless moms are saying about listening to the show, it can influence their decision to listen, which then influences the opportunity for them to be impacted by the messages here on the Shameless Mom Academy. So that would mean the world to me if you went to shamelessmom.com slash review and left me that little birthday gift, a little six-year birthday gift. Today, what we're going to talk about, I'm very excited about because I had a really hard week last week, like hard, hard, hard for a whole bunch of reasons. And it was one of those weeks where like a whole bunch of things happened and any one of them on their own would have been fine. But the culmination of all of them or the compounding effect of all of them was like by Friday, I was just a mess. And if you follow me on social media, you know that I posted on Friday and I said, or maybe on Saturday morning, I think, but I said, I spent most of yesterday crying. So I spent most of last Friday crying, Friday a week and a half ago now, because just multiple things compounded over the course of the week. And I just felt like there was one final thing that happened that was the straw that broke the camel's back on top of having some really hard interactions with people where I just felt like my work wasn't seen in the right way. It was a bit of like feeling like the world couldn't handle the truth kind of a thing where my work was minimized in a couple ways and there was people who weren't ready to be as inclusive as I wanted them to be with some of my work. There was just like multiple things that happened where I was like, it's just real hard to keep showing up (laughs) and it's real hard to keep showing up. 
after two years in a pandemic, after just so much ongoing unrest, whether it's been in the United States or across the globe. I mean, right now, just the atrocities happening in the Ukraine. It's just so much to continually take in. And so I feel like it was like having some things happen directly in my life, my personal and professional life, then compounded by the state of the world over the last two years, and then compounded by the fact that my husband was out of town for the week, and I didn't have anyone to process with as things were happening. It just was like the perfect storm of a day where I needed to sit and cry all day. (laughs) And I don't have those days often. Like They are extremely rare. I've probably had five in the last 10 years. I don't like those days. I don't have patience for them. Like my mind is like, you don't have time for this. Like you need to like pick yourself up and keep moving on. I hate sitting in despair. I hate sitting in like feeling like crap. But sometimes when you're there, you like, you can't figure out how to turn yourself around, right? Which is what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to talk about how I did turn myself around. But what was funny is my husband got home late on Friday night after having been gone all week on this business trip. And he walked in the door and he literally like walked in our back door, set down his suitcase. I went running up the stairs. I had been down in our basement watching TV and I just like, he was like, how was your day? And I unloaded the entire week. I mean, it was like, I spoke for 30 minutes without taking a breath. And he stood there and listened. And then I was like, I didn't mean to unload. Like, I didn't mean for you to just like walk in the back door and me to just tell you like my whole week in one breath. And he was like, you know, it's fine. And like, let's go sit down. And it was became kind of this funny thing. But it made me realize as an extrovert, like my need to process things as they're happening. And when I hold it in, because I don't have anyone to share it with right in front of my face, it gets ugly. (laughs) And so that was like a good takeaway for me, that reminder that you need to process as things happen and as you're going, because otherwise you just get in your head and spin and spin and spin, which I recall from when I lived alone, I really struggled with that. And it was a little bit of that last week where it was going back to that place of just not having an adult around to process with on a really regular (laughs) basis. I did have a a nine-year-old child here to process with, but mm, that doesn't really count. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. 
but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. So what I want to talk about today is how to change your state in order to change your day, because this is what I ultimately had to do. Friday was a really hard day. I didn't feel like I really, I did a little bit of recovery on Friday. And I will tell you like the one thing that made the biggest difference on Friday. But I woke up on Saturday morning recognizing like, okay, I woke up feeling pretty defeated still. And I was like, okay, like you need to make some choices. And what is the one thing that helps you get your mind right whenever you know you need to move out of a moment into a better moment? And so I'm going to talk about that. And then I'm going to talk about just how we can be aware of how we can change our state in order to change our day so that we feel like we have those tools in our back pocket. Because if we feel like we have those tools in our back pocket, as we feel that hard day starting to take shape, we can catch ourselves before we get into the eight hours of like snot running down our face, crying and feeling like we can't get a hold on things. So I'm going to talk through four ways to change your state in order to change your day. And I'll also kind of share which ones of these I used on Friday and then on Saturday morning um, and how they worked out for me. So the first way to change your state in order to change your day is to move. So you can do this in two different ways. It can be a geographical movement. So moving locations to move rooms in your house or to get out of your house. So what I have found is when I'm in a really hard moment. And this can be like, I just had a really hard Zoom call. I just got done, like I got a hard email. To sit at my computer and try to process is typically not the best state for me (laughs) to process. Typically, I will either be really reactive and want to like fire off a reply that like I should sit on for a minute or I'll like shut down and start stewing if I'm on a Zoom call. And so what's really helpful is to change locations. So it might mean like I'm going to walk up to the kitchen and get a snack. It might mean I'm going to take my laptop over to the couch and work for an hour or two and just kind of go into like a different physical space that feels different. Like to me, getting on the couch is like you're going to just be kind of cozy and take care of yourself for a minute versus like being at my computer with two monitors and a microphone and like a ring lamp. And it just feels like all very like workforce mode. (laughs) Like it's It doesn't feel like a place to listen inward and be thoughtful and intentional. So moving locations can be really, really helpful within your home or moving locations in terms of just getting out of your house. And so I often will be like, okay, Piper, we're going for a 10 minute walk. (laughs) Or I'm going to just take you out and throw your favorite rope across the yard 10 times. Or I'm going to go run a quick errand. So getting out of the house, it just shifts the energy so that you have something else to focus on for a minute. Whether you're focusing on the sun outside, you're focusing on the dog that you're walking, you're focusing on like getting something to the mailbox or grabbing something from the store. Like it's just a change of scenery that can be a reset and a refresh. So that's the first option for moving or movement is moving locations, like that geographical movement. The second option for changing your state to change your day is to move your body. And this is a huge one for me. This is like my number one trick. And moving your body can look different from one person to the next, like vastly different. So some people might be like, I'm going to turn on my favorite song and dance for 10 minutes. That will never be my go-to. Some people might be like, I'm going to get on the floor and do... 15 sun salutations. 
that will also never be my go-to. <laughs> Some people might be like, I'm going to go run 15 miles. Also not my go-to. So it can look really different for whoever you are. My go-to is cardio where I can think. So it might be a 30-minute run. Right now, it's typically getting on my Peloton. It can also be going for a walk. It's typically not a weight workout for me or like a high-intensity like resistance workout session because it needs to be something where I can be thinking because I process emotion while my body is in motion, which is really common for people. So motion processes emotion. So if I am in a highly emotional state, I'm really upset about something, I can't figure something out, and I just feel like frustration and anger or disappointment or sadness or whatever the emotion might be, grief, rage, I know for me to think that through, I need to like think and move and think and move in a rhythmic way. So that might be the Peloton, that might be going for a walk, it might be going for a run. It's not going to be a 15 mile run though. So what I did on Saturday morning, I got up and I was like, I know that if I get on the Peloton... I will feel better when I'm done. So I got on the Peloton. I did a queen workout with Kendall, a 30-minute ride. And I felt 1 million times better when I was done. Because that is like my secret sauce is being in that highly emotional state and needing to just process that emotion through my body because otherwise it is just like spinning inside of me. So part of that I think is my anxiety, but it just really helps me to be able to run it out or bike it out or walk it out. And by the time I'm done, I've been able to shift my focus into something that gives me power. So I can still recognize like this was a hard week, these hard things happened, I'm still disappointed, but I can see where even in the hard moments or the disappointment or whatever the emotion is, that I still have a sense of power, a sense of control. I have options in terms of next steps. And that shifts everything for me. So it's funny because I mentioned in the Facebook or the Instagram post, Facebook post that I put up on Saturday that I had had this really hard day. I spent most of the day crying. I referenced that I did my Peloton workout and it was so fantastic. And someone commented and said, that's the last thing I can make myself do. Like I cannot make myself move when I've had those hard days, which I get like it takes me getting to a certain point to crave the motion when I'm really in a moment. I'm not going to go do a workout right now. Like I want to sit in my rage for a minute. Like I kind of get into like a little pity party mode where I'm like, I don't need to move my body. (laughs) So what I know though, is by just starting that I start to settle into that motion processing emotion. So when I got on the bike on Saturday morning, I'll be honest, it felt really hard. Like I was like, my legs feel like lead. And I was kind of talking myself through like, just get on and do the best you can. Just like move at whatever level feels good to you today. This isn't about doing the hardest ride of your life. It's not about like being high on the leaderboard. But what happened as I got warmed up and some of that emotion started to process and dissipate a bit, I was able to get more and more into the music, more and more into the messaging around the music and the song or the songs and the the, kind of the theme of the ride. And by the end, I felt like I was on fire, like physically and mentally and emotionally. And so while I didn't, the first 10 minutes, I was like, (laughs) I was able to move through that to get to the point where I did feel really good by the end. And so I know, because I've done this enough, I know how my body responds to that or how my body responds to movement. And so I don't need to wait to feel like I should do it. I can look back at past evidence and remind myself, hey, 
Every time emotions are high for you and you do a workout, you always feel better afterwards. And so this is what the evidence I want you to be collecting for yourself. Like, hey, every time I'm having a really tough day or a really hard time, like navigating conversations on Zoom or email or whatever, if I take a 10 minute walk with the dog, I feel better. Or if I go throw the dog a bone, I feel better. Or if I go sit in the sun, I feel better. Or if I go listen to a certain piece of music, I feel better. So recognizing like those patterns for yourself so that you can reference them when you need them. Because oftentimes we do have those tricks in our back pocket and we just haven't identified them. So if you can identify what works, then you know the next time you're in that moment to be like, oh yeah, this is the thing that works for me. This is how I change my state to change my day. So that's movement. That number one is moving geographical locations, moving your body to a different room in your house or out of your house. And then number two under that is moving your body, like move in order to use motion to process emotion. So next way, second way to change your state to change your body is to listen. So when we are in highly emotional states, we're super frustrated, we're super tired, we're whatever the thing is, we're super annoyed, (laughs) which is a big one for me, listening as an intentional practice can be key. Because what we're good at, what I'm good at, is starting to create like rants in my head that don't serve me and then getting really stuck in them and being like, this is what I should tell that person. And I'm going to give them a piece of my mind and blah, 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 blah. And just like spinning in that, which goes nowhere, by the way. So if you can intentionally practice discernment to stop listening to the real in your head that's not serving you and start listening to a new reel that does serve you, that level of listening will allow you to change your state in order to change your day. So what does this look like in practicality? Because if you have like a rage text screaming through your head that you want to send to someone, I can't just be like, just stop thinking that thought. Like that's a little hard. But how can you use certain listening practices to help you change your thoughts? So you might need a trigger. So triggers to change the reels in your head can be listening to music. And that music, you might hear a message or just your body might feel the beat and start to think a new thought. You might listen to your favorite podcast. So I know that like, it annoys me how much this works because like, damn it, Brene Brown for like having the solution to every problem. Like, that's what I have to say about that. But like, (laughs) Damn that Brene Brown. I love her so much. Okay. So when I say listen to your favorite podcast, I know for me that if I turn on an episode of Unlocking Us, Brene Brown's podcast, that so often it's like exactly what I need to hear that I didn't know that I needed to hear in any given moment. And then I'm like, I'm like, how does she live in my head? How does she even know? Who does she think she is? Like, I'm annoyed, but I also love her. I'm also like eternally grateful. Like, thank God I pushed play on that episode today. And I think that sometimes this show is that for you all. Like, I get feedback about this all the time. That like, it's like Sarah lives in my head. And every time I push play, I didn't know that I needed that message that day, but I needed it so badly. So maybe that's what this podcast is for you. For me, it's unlocking us. It's like funny slash annoying how it's always too timely. (laughs) I'm like, stop living in my head, Brene Brown. So it might be listening to a favorite podcast that just shifts you, that gives you the space to think about something different, that allows you to then apply that to the real in your head and think different thoughts. 
It might be a personal development book. So maybe you're listening to a personal development book or reading a hard copy of something where you push play on the audiobook or you return to a book. It might be, I know like Shonda Rhimes, Year of Yes. I, oh, I've read it four times now and it's always like exactly what I need when I pick it up, even though I don't know that I need it at that time. So like having those go-to books where you can be like, holy cow, like this is what I needed right now can be really helpful. Or even if you have like a little quote book and I have done this, I have some decks of cards that have like inspirational messages on them. And for a long time, when I was going through the process of selling my gym and I had so many really hard days where I just could not see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I would pull like a card a day and it would just have like some random inspirational thing on it. But I would use that as like, okay, here's the message I need to hear today. How can I apply this? Instead of being stuck in this loop in my head that I would get really stuck in around like, this isn't working the way I want. This is really hard. It's taking too long. I don't know what how it's going to turn out. I feel like I don't have control. Instead, I could pull a card. And many of you have heard the story of one day I pulled a card that said, make space for your future. And I was like, that's what I need to think about. Instead of being in this moment, thinking about how impossibly frustrating and hard this is, I need to think about every single day that you get through in the process of selling this gym, you are making space for your future. So when you have those little go-to inspirational quotes and books and what have you, that I don't know, your family might make fun of you for having, (laughs) that those can be amazing triggers to help you listen to a different message that can change the thoughts in your head. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. The last thing that you might want to listen to is start collecting emails or cards or texts, like screenshotting messages that people send to you and saving them in a file. So I have a little drawer that I have cards that people have sent me in the mail over years where they're just cards that are like, Sarah, thank you so much. You helped me in this way, or I appreciate you or whatever the thing is. And I save them all in this little drawer. So on a really hard day, I can pull them out and be like, remember that time that my friend Angie sent me this card? I love Angie. She always makes me feel so much better. Or remember that time when like this client had this really great result and they sent you this card and you're able to get out of your head. For me, this is also like reading reviews of the podcast. So if you leave a review this week, thank you very much. You will light up my entire life because I will go read that review and be like, oh my gosh, like this is why it's worth it. It's worth it to have hard days because the outcomes look like this. The outcomes look like having really important and significant impact in other people's lives. 
lives. So no matter what your job is, you might have cards from your partner that you have in a drawer. I have another drawer that has cards from my husband. So you might have a cards from your partner or cards from your kids. Oh my gosh, I have the cutest card from Vinny on my desk that says, dear mom, I love you with all my heart and the world. <laughs> love Vinny. I'm, like, I'm tearing up just reading it because sometimes you just need to hear that, right? He also wrote me this post-it note like two years ago that says, be kind and helpful and you. And I'm like, oh my God, like he's, <laughs> he sees like little inspirational quotes I put up around my office. He's like becoming the author of my inspirational quotes now, which is the cutest stinking thing. So sometimes it's just having a place where you can go look at those things and be like, this is the thought I need to hold right now. This is the feeling I need to capture rather than it being in this place where I'm just spinning in my mind. So that's your second way to change your state, to change your day is to listen intentionally, practicing discernment around stopping listening to the reel in your head that's not serving you and listening to a new reel that can serve you in a better way. Number three, connect. The third way to change your state in order to change your day is to connect. So here is what I did on Friday. At the peak of my like losing my stuff, I was actually on an eight hour Zoom call when kind of everything started to fall apart. And I was like, oh my God, I just, I'm going to start falling apart. I'm going to start crying. I can tell that like I'm going to start and I'm not going to be able to stop. And I turned off my camera on the call that I was on and muted myself. And I got on Marco Polo with a friend who I Marco Polo with frequently. And I sent her this message and it was like snotty, like trying to catch my breath. Like I'm just having a really hard time. Like, you know, that kind of crying that's really not cute, like ugly crying. This is a really good friend of mine who we had been really close and in very frequent communication with, like almost daily communication for three years, actually longer than that, four years, a long time. She's never seen me cry. <laughs> like she's seen me tear up before, but not cry. So she gets the message and she's like, whoa, like what is happening? She immediately said, and I was like, I know you're going to think, I know you never see me cry, but like, I just need to say this and blah, 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 blah. And, um, so she immediately replied and she's like, thank you so much for trusting me. You're right. I never see you cry. So I know that you're this, what you're feeling is you're feeling it in a really deep way that you're like letting me experience your tears with you. And we had this really incredible and beautiful exchange. And she was just able to let me be snotty and messy and she was also able to really help me neutralize some of the thoughts in my head. And I was saying like, here's how I'm thinking or here's how I'm feeling. And I'm just feeling so defeated by 18 things right now. And she was able to just help me neutralize all that and feel really differently and start to shift some of the thoughts in my head. But that connection, that reaching out, holy cow, made such a big difference. And I typically don't do that. I am not a reach out for help kind of person ever, ever, ever. In fact, I often, even in coaching groups where I'm being coached and it's like everyone needs to bring a problem and then we'll solve it as a group. I'm always like, I don't really have a problem. I'm fine. <laughs> I just am not someone who takes their problems to other people. And I don't say that because I think it's a good thing. I think I really could work on that and benefit from maybe being more vulnerable with problems and asking for help. But I will say that it was really, really helpful in that moment to reach out and connect with her. I also have done that in other times. I remember when we went through IVF trying to get pregnant a second time. And I remember the people that I reached out to in the first 24 hours after that IVF failed when I was a complete disaster. And I just remember like being able to sit and cry. And again, like just that snotty, like sobbing, catching your breath, like real messy cry was every, like I will always cherish those conversations. 
So being able to reach out in that way is really significant in terms of being able to be heard and held. But on the other side of that, the people that you reach out to in those moments they want to be there for you. And they are so honored to hold that space for you. Now, of course, I want you to reach out to people that are like capable of holding that space. And sometimes you might only have one or two of of those people in your life. And that's fine. I hope that you have one of them at least. And if you don't, you can always DM me on Instagram and I will be that person. But having that person and recognizing like that they are honored to have hold that space for you. And it really strengthens your relationship to be able to show up and be like, I need help. If you are one of those people like me that never needs help or that I'm just having a really bad day. I don't even know if I need help. I'm just having like the worst day. Things keep going wrong. I feel awful like just to have that point of connection because you feel less alone and you also get out of your own head. You stop that spinning and that loop that's on repeat and you change the pattern. You change the thought pattern. So that's number three connect to change your state to change your day. And then number four, the fourth way to connect or the fourth way to change your state to change your day is to contribute. When you decide that you are going to contribute to the world in any way, whether it is contributing something to your child, to your pet, to your partner, to your community, to your workplace, that can help you get out of your own way and out of that reel in your head or out of that place of feeling high emotion or defeat in order to see something bigger. And so sometimes for me, this is reaching out to someone else and sending a really nice message. Like I might be feeling super frustrated or annoyed by something, but like I'm gonna reach out and be like, to my friend Laura and be like, hey, I'm just checking in. Like, I know you're working on this project and let me know how it's going. Like just something to distract me, right? And then Laura's like, oh my gosh, thank you for thinking of me. That kind of a thing. Another way to contribute might be like, I know that, so I'll use an example here. We have a tent city across the street from us, a really well-organized tent city. This is the second time they've been here in three years. And if I'm having a hard day, I can go over there and be like, hey, like, what's your needs list right now? Like, what do you all need? Like, I'm going to hop over, run over to the store, grab a handful of things. Like, do you need hot uh, hand warmers? Do you need hot chocolate? Do you need like instant soup mixes? Like, what do you all need over here? Just to like show up and be of service in some way, instead of sitting in my own pity party or my own dwelling that is just holding me back and doing like one little interaction where you contribute in some way, whether it's a connection with a friend or doing something greater in your community or giving someone a shout out or a high five in a virtual or in-person way, it just shifts the energy and it takes the energy off of, again, that spinning or that repetitious loop that can at a certain point just hold you down and hold you back in ways that can be really compromising to your mental health over the long run. Now, all that said, if you are in a place where your mental health is compromised long term, I don't want you to try any of these. I want you to go get professional help. So I want you to get a therapist. I want you to talk to your doctor, maybe get a psychiatrist on board. Like I don't, none of the stuff that I'm saying today should be a substitute for getting medical help for your mental health. So that part I want to be really clear about. So as a recap, the four ways to change your state in order to change your day are to move, to listen, to connect, and to contribute. So you can do one of these or you can combine them. So you know what I did on Sunday? I went skiing with a friend. That was moving and connecting. And it was such a fun day. Like I got to the end of that day and I was like, I don't even care about last week. <laughs> like It's over. It's done. Hashtag onward. Or it might be like, I'm going to listen to my favorite music or my favorite podcast while working out. So you're like processing that emotion and you're taking in listening to things that inspire you or light you up. And that can hugely help shift or change your state. 
So you can combine these things. You can do one of them or you can combine them. So again, put this on a post-it note. If you are someone who you know, maybe routinely or maybe in the season that you're in, needs to change your state from time to time, move, listen, connect, and contribute. I hope that was helpful. Thank you for connecting with me today. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening today. I hope that this was a place where you could really intentionally practice discernment around what thoughts you allow in your head and how you allow them to dictate your day. I appreciate you being here today and for the last six years or whatever portion of the last six years you have been here with me. As I said earlier in the show, and as I say in my emails, and as I think maybe I need to start saying on this show every time, I'm in this with you always. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts.